Hello, welcome to today's episode. I hope you're well. I'm cozy on my podcast sofa. I actually got out the house at like 8am today. Went to the coffee shop, planned my podcast, and then I had a 12 kilometer run on my training plan because I'm training for a half marathon. And so I did that and then I showered and then I ate and then I'm sat here ready to give you this podcast episode. I think it's gonna be an interesting one because it's just collected from so many different areas of my life. And I think recently I've just made some more like overall understandings of just like humans and understanding each other and like the differences in our relationships with like different people, friends, family, and lovers. Like I'm not just talking like boy girl situation here or like in a romantic way because that's a bit stupid of me to just say boy girl but even in terms of like friends and family and I'm basically just going to go through some things that I've noted just random things now the first thing that I've really understood lately is that everyone has different stresses and sometimes you will not understand them and it's because we've all had different upbringings and surrounded in different environments And so we're all gonna have different things that stress us out. And it's a bit like ignorant of us to think, well, that doesn't stress me out. So that shouldn't stress someone else out. It's like, right, but you probably get stressed out about something that someone else just like wouldn't even think of. So it just comes to show that we are also individual. And instead of trying to be right with people and be like, well, that shouldn't stress you out or whatnot. It's about how can we understand that that is how they feel right? Because I generally go by like, you can never tell someone how they do or do not feel. Okay, so when someone opens up to you, and they go, look, I feel like this, even if it's not your intentions, that is how they feel. You you can't tell someone that they don't feel a certain way. And it can be in so many different ways. Like, you know, when you have some friends that get stressed out about like traveling abroad and they like pack every single thing and they get stressed out about the flights and everything. Whereas I'm like, oh, I'll just get there right before. I'll pack really light. I'm not stressed. Like, I think it's quite easy, but that's because I traveled a lot when I was younger and some people maybe haven't. And then other people, you know, it can be when it comes to spending money. Other people, you know, what stresses them out is like to be open and vulnerable. And so for them being closed off is easier some people will be vulnerable in like different ways like i remember like a little touchy area for me was like feeling left out in friendship groups and it was almost like that was my filter they were the glasses i had on so if there were any situations where i felt left out in a friendship group i would use that as evidence to support the fact that my belief was true whereas like someone else who just doesn't have that stress they would never probably pick up on those things so kind of just saying that like so many random little things can tick one person off and not the other and so when it comes and so when it comes to being in a relationship with anyone and someone is going through their stresses it is not up to you to tell them what they are going through is wrong and a little example is when i was younger i was hypersensitive to clothes i didn't wear socks i didn't like pants I didn't like long sleeves. I didn't like, I didn't like textures. Like every texture ticked me off and none of my family understood. And they thought I was crazy. They generally thought I was crazy. And it came to a point where I was being told off for the way I was reacting. Like I was making something up, but I couldn't help it. I genuinely was having a panic attack from the feeling of crusty socks. And so we have to stop telling people what they are going through is wrong just because they don't feel it. 
And something I want to add is that I'm not just blaming others. It's not just like, oh, other people have done this to me. This is a lesson for me too. In fact, this is why I've actually brought it up on the podcast today because it's something very recently that I've understood. I don't know whether I put myself on a pedestal or like I just thought that like, no, I'm very understanding of other people. But I assumed if something didn't stress me out, then it wasn't allowed to stress out others. And especially when it comes to almost like romantic relationships with people and you have like expectations and they don't hit it. And then you're like, why? Like, it's such an easy thing to do. I don't know. Like everyone has their different things that overwhelms them. Everyone has different ways of coping. And so I've really learned to kind of take a step back, but also provide support. And I guess that's just what people need anyways. Like when they are going through these stresses, you don't have to fix it. You don't have to solve it. You don't have to whatever, but just to be there for someone. So let's say your friend is stressing about traveling abroad and she's going crazy. Like you can just be like, look, it's okay, but I'm here. Is there anything I can do to support you? Instead of like shutting them down and being like, there's no point you being stressed, like bro, chill, like it's gonna be fine. Just be like, is there anything I can do to support you? So just kind of like a different angle on it. The next thing I want to talk about is the fact that it is a privilege to see someone in their more vulnerable state. And it's because they are comfortable with you, right? They take their people pleasing barrier and they show you the real them, right? When you get closer with a guy, you get closer with a girl, they drop their people pleasing stuff a little bit <laughs> and they show you the real them. And then what is funny is that we attack that side of them and wonder why they close up. Okay, truth is sometimes someone else's vulnerable side won't always be comfortable for us. You want the guy to be themselves around you until their true self is naturally a little bit avoidant and then you start freaking out that they don't love you, right? Think about it. They are a little bit more comfortable with you. They show you the real them. They may naturally be a little bit more avoidant and then you're like, oh my God, they don't love you. And it's like, no, 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 they're just being themselves, right? And that's why I wanna go into talking about attachment styles. Now, this is my interpretation of it. I am not a psychologist. This is what I've learned with my therapist. And I just think it's so interesting because I don't think I've really dated, I don't know, I've, let's just say I've been plumped into, plumped, plunged into, a new situation and it was the first time I had to really understand like what avoidant and anxious attachment styles were and I have an anxious attachment style and so what that is is that when I'm triggered when I'm upset I want hugs I want love I want to literally be inside their skin right I, I need a hug right now we need to talk about things or even if it's not about them like I need love and then the opposite is an avoidant attachment style so that's when they get triggered they need space, they need alone time. They, they don't want, they, they just need to be with themselves. And previous to this, I never, I, I could not understand how someone would want space when they're triggered, when it's in like a romantic thing. Cause for me, like if I'm having an argument with them or if I'm just in my own head, I want to connect with them. I want to be closer with them. I, I need to figure it out. I need to whatever. Whereas like an avoidant needs space. Avoidant needs time. So I want to explain to you this. If you feel there's maybe a relationship in your life where there's this anxious attachment and an avoidant attachment. 
And I'm gonna firstly explain what happens when you're individually triggered. So let's say me, I'm the anxious attachment and I'm triggered. I'm upset about work, okay? I'm stressed out about work. If the other person, if the boy is okay, he's grounded, he's having a good day, okay? Although he's the avoidant, he's having a good day, he's in a good space, he can support me. Why? Because I need love and because he's grounded, he can give that back to me, of course he can. Love me, hug me, whatever. And then same goes when he's kind of triggered and he's stressed out about work and he needs space. Because I'm grounded in myself, I go, okay, I'll go to the gym, I'll go do this, okay? So I'm fine in myself, so I, I can give him the space. What happens is, is when you're both triggered at the same time, one wants space and one wants to be inside each other's skin. Like you want to be hugging with all surface area skin touching. <laughs> all of your skin touching, I don't know how to explain that. And so there's like an atomic bomb because the avoidant is gonna be like, get the fuck off me, I need space, I need this, I need that, like nothing's wrong. And then the anxious attachment's gonna be like, what have I done wrong? Like, have I done something to piss you off? Like that is me, that is me to a T. And so what I've realized within my own healing journey is to not take their avoidant behavior personally. It has nothing to do with me when they are off, right? And it's just so true. Like the guy in whatever situation you're in or take this in whatever way, you may be the avoidant yourself. They need space. It could literally have nothing to do with you. They could be stressed out about their mom. They could be stressed out about work. They could just have, you know, an anxious moment and they just need space. And then you've got their loved one like at their side being like, what have I done? What's happened? Like, are you okay? Like, why are you off with me? What have I done? And they're just like, it's like adding fuel to the fire. They're like, bro, like nothing. But now it feels like you have done something because like they're literally up in your ear. And I genuinely spent so much time trying to figure out what I did wrong and if they suddenly didn't like me. And I've learned the best I can do is be a constant, a constant support slash friend with boundaries too. And what that means for me is like, Obviously it's been part of my healing journey and what I've been doing in therapy to understand that like when someone is off with me, it's not to do with me and that I don't need to freak out. And so I'm really learning how to be a constant person. And what that is, is when, you know, let's say I don't get a reply for a bit or kind of back off from me or whatnot, I go, it's got nothing to do with you. They're literally busy. They're probably doing their own stuff. Like this is where we just need to focus on me kind of thing. And it's like, the other half of it is also not pulling off and completely cutting off. Guys, this is honestly just like me to a T, but although I'm the anxious type, when things get too much for me, I'm the one who cuts things off. So they don't cut things off. I'm always the one that's like, right, we're done. I need space and I fuck off for a month or for a couple of weeks, I like completely block them out my space because I'm like, it hurts too much for you to be like, not talking to me for like a day. Like, it's just, oh my God, guys, it's so weird. Anyways, so within my healing journey, I'm like, right, I'm the constant, okay? So when they have that off day with me, I'm like, nothing to do with me, I'm here, I'm still here for you. And that's like a big thing for me as well to be like, I'm still here for you when normally my brain wants to start thinking like all the things I've done wrong. And that in itself will also show the avoidant that like you will always be there even when they're having their tough times. Cause if you swap it around 
like every time that I would need love and be needy, imagine if someone was like, oh, you're so fucking needy. Like, well, I've had, had I have had that in the past, but you're so needy, you don't need the blah, blah, blah. But that's just like your coping mechanism. You're like, bruh, obviously there's room for healing, but that's the same with the avoidant. Like they just need space. And then suddenly like yours, you just need all this space and you're doing this. And they're like, bruh, that's my coping mechanism. So I think from this is just understanding that like everybody has different coping mechanisms. And if we could look at life at like, why don't we just try to understand people instead of thinking people are right or wrong or that you're is right or that people have got to fit this criteria or expectation. Why don't we go into every relationship like with a new person with such a fresh start and being like, I want to learn about you. And it's just so interesting that like the longer you know someone or doesn't always necessarily have to be time, but you pick up on pieces of information and you hear like a, they tell you a little story about their parents and you're like, oh shit, no wonder they're like that. Or no wonder this happens. Or you like put pieces of the puzzle and you realize, damn, everyone else is a human too. You know, for me, like there's been so many individual experiences that I've been through and so many life events. And you know, I'm complicated, I'm complicated. Although I understand myself, you know, quite well, I don't understand myself fully. So firstly, I can't expect someone else to understand me fully, but also I can't expect to understand them fully. And it's just a process of learning to, well, it's a process of, you know, learning more about each other. And I think something also to understand is that it is important, like when you are trying to be that support and friend, you've got to have those boundaries too. And I heard this quote and it goes, someone else's secondary needs shouldn't go over your primary needs. So take this in whatever way you want, but let's say like, a friend's message you and being like, hey, for you right now, do you think you could like give me a lift to here? And if you're busy, you're generally doing something or you're, you're supposed to be doing something. And if you just drop everything for them and be like, yeah, I'll go do it. That potentially is not putting you as a priority. Obviously, if a friend goes, hey, like I've just broken my arm, can you drive me to the hospital? Because that's somebody's primary needs. You go, you drop your stuff and you're a good friend, obviously, and you go do that. And so it's just like, if you can take that in to your week and be like, right, you know, we're all naturally a little bit, well, more than others, but people pleasers. And are you dropping your primary needs? Like if you have something planned and someone's asking for a lift to go see a friend or to go do something that's clearly their secondary needs, like it's not their primary needs, then, you know, we really want to be putting ourselves first. This is another thing that I've learned <laughs> recently. And that is everything that triggers you, triggers you, right? And don't put your energy in trying to change the other person's behavior. Put the energy into understand why it ticks you off in the first place. And you also want to understand the difference between toxic and not like, obviously if it's toxic, then I'm not saying like, oh, well just understand and it's triggering you. Like, no, if someone's beating you up or if something's getting like emotionally abusive, fuck off, like, like, like step away from that. Or there's a whole nother situation, but I'm just talking about, Example, um, the guy you're talking to doesn't reply for six hours and you start freaking out, okay? That has nothing to do with them because I'll tell you what, it's quite a normal human thing to just not want to be on your phone for six hours. It's an, it, when it comes to it, it feels like the hardest thing because you're like, you really want to talk to them. But in reality, it's on you to heal that part of you that gets freaked out by that. Okay, there's a little part of you inside that if you do get freaked out by, you know, someone not replying for like amount of time. And I get this too, like this is what I'm working on at the moment. So I'm not telling you you're crazy. I'm telling you like we're all like this, although we've all got our different stuff. And what I have to constantly remind myself when I'm in the moment is just 
Anna, nothing is going wrong here. And there's a part of you that's basically saying like, oh, you're being rejected. Like, well, this guy doesn't like you suddenly. He hasn't talked to you in this long. So his feelings have suddenly changed. That is past stuff. There was somewhere in our childhoods, in our journey of growing up where we got taught that someone's not, you know, giving us love at that exact moment that they're walking away and that we got to fear this rejection. It's just not the case anymore. And the more that you can stand into your power and be like, everything is absolutely okay until I'm not like, till I'm told it's not right. Obviously if a guy's cheating and doing malicious things, then yeah, it's not down to you to be okay with that, but respecting your boundaries and walking away. But I'm talking about the little things that like, I've just, I've heard it so many times, but I've also been the person of it so many times too. We've got that typical girl boy relationship and the boy's like, bro, this girl gets mad. Like if I don't reply to her here, or if I'm doing this, or if I'm doing that, genuinely, like it's both of our faults. It's, it's not just like, oh, the guy's like making it a big thing, like, or whatever. It's neither one of our faults, but it is down to you as like the girl, or if it's, you're a guy listening to try and figure out why are you getting so stressed out when a guy doesn't reply for so long? The amount of times I've done this where like, I'm just aiming for the guy to change. I'm like, oh, everything will be good when the guy learns to call me once a day. When the guy learns to text me, you know, a good amount of time, but that's not good because naturally that doesn't happen. So there's days where I'll just get stressed out where it's better to put my energy is learning how to just be okay with it, right? Like learn the other end of it. I really hope that made sense. Another thing is everyone is a child at heart, honestly. And once you understand that, it leaves so much room for compassion. Once I started therapy, probably again, about a year ago, I realized everyone has their child self in them still, even your parents. And it's so easy to think that they should be these perfect humans that know everything and should do everything right. But I can tell you now they're literally children in adult bodies. Like I know they act sometimes like they're be all end all, but in reality, they're not. <laughs> and they still have their triggers, their wounds and their unmet needs. Especially if your parents have done absolutely no therapy, like you can be a hundred percent sure that they have a lot of unhealed stuff that comes through their behavior. And then even going for the people that have done therapy and self-development work, like my mom, she was literally like a self-development, like, speech person like not speech um she would give seminars to people in her like 20s and 30s which is so funny because it's like what i do now and she was convinced that like she had done all her work and then it was until this year or this last year and obviously i've been doing a lot of therapy and a lot of that obviously goes into my mum and i's relationship and she started to basically realize that she had a lot of unhealed stuff which i'm really proud of her to like even notice that because when you have done a lot of self-development stuff when you're younger, like 20s and 30s, you, I guess you could just assume that like, no, I've done everything. But then she realized like, fuck, there's actually quite a lot there. So she's actually with my therapist now. So I'm really happy for her. But so it just comes to show whether or not your parent has done therapy or not, they still have their triggers and their wounds and they're gonna be acting out of that. And knowing this has shifted a lot actually between my mom's and I relationship itself. And I talk to her differently. I have a balance of holding my ground and making my boundaries clear while approaching her as a fucking human. Like, I can't just bash her and be like, oh, you did this and you did that, blah, blah, blah. because like, there's a reason why she's doing that, guys. She had not, like, your parents had an upbringing too. And if you think about it, like, 
think about your parents' relationship with their parents. And when you hear sometimes little stories, you're like, oh my God, like doesn't even seem like they were there for them or something. And I wanna make this clear that like, when I say, you know, everyone's a child at heart, it doesn't mean that you let people walk all over you, right? My mom and I went through a whole journey and we're like still going through it. And I guess I could just like go into the examples because previously when I did talk about it, I got quite a few DMs being like, oh my God, like same. Like I just never heard people talk about it and stuff. And yeah, I've talked about it in previous episodes where I've brought up a boundary to my mum, or I've told her something that upset me. And I would have to repeat it so many times, like literally like 12 times until she really absorbed it. And we would go through a whole wave. Like it would go from her being super defensive, telling me that I'm wrong, that I'm making a deal out of nothing, that I shouldn't be upset by that. And then it gets even more heated up. And I really learned to stick to my word. And that was something that I obviously wasn't able to do when I was younger. So for example, when I was younger and I'd go to my mom like, oh mom, this hurt me or whatever. She'd be like, no, no, got really heated. And then I would just think that I was being stupid, that I was bringing up something stupid. So I would drop my point, right? Whereas nowadays, like I'll bring up something and I will stick to it. And I'll be like, no, this is how I feel. And I visibly see, I know she's listening as well. Hey mom, I love you. Um, and she'll visibly go through a whole wave and that's okay. Cause that's her process. But I'll say something like, hey mom, when you said this comment, it hurt me. And she'll go super, super defensive. Then she'll it'll get even more heated. We'll have a big bang. And then she'll actually break down and be like, oh, I don't feel like a good enough parent. I feel like I've like upset you. I feel like, like do you know what I mean? Like it'll go into that. And then I have to reassure her and be like, no mom, like, like it's like, I'm just letting you know, it's part of my, I always tell her like, it's part of my healing journey to communicate with you. Like, and I think that's just such a nice way to go into it because it just, it's not the fact that you're trying to get at them. It's not the fact that you're trying to make them feel like they've done something bad. It's like, I just have to let you know because it's in my journey to communicate with people. And you would want this, you would want me to communicate to a boyfriend if he was doing something that upset me. And so I need to communicate to you. And then through that, right at the end, would she understand? And it would all kind of settle. And yeah, we've gone through lots of things like that. And what's nice is when you do come to the end of conversation, you just understand a bit more of each other. Like I would understand why maybe she would say it, even though like it wasn't potentially right. Like I'll give you another example, but I think it was like last month, like she gave me a comment about my body, like a nice one. And I personally get triggered by that because in my personal opinion, the way that I like grew up and stuff and went through teenagehood, I felt not even let's say teenagehood, like I'd say like the last three years or so when I went through my body stuff was almost like my body was being noticed slash tracked. I don't know about you guys, but do you ever feel like your parents or grandma like visibly look you up and down or like visibly look at you? And then they'll say a comment straight after like, oh, you look well. And it's like, shut up. Why are you looking at me? It's like, I don't look at my friends and put their body like, I don't, track the how their bodies are changing it's like don't tell me i look good don't tell me i look better and for me like the words better really piss me off like when someone says oh my god you look so much better it's like so you're telling me like a previous part of myself didn't like it really ticks me off and i think it's mostly just from my mum. like i don't really get it from anywhere else and i don't know whether it would piss me off in that way anyways i opened up to her and i told her and i was like and we had a whole heated thing and it was like I just stuck to my word. I was like, mom, I just don't want you commenting on my body. Just accept that. And then it came to a point where she was like, she broke down and she was like, the reason why I do it is because I was never acknowledged by my mom and I never got those like 
compliments and stuff. So now whenever I see someone, the first thing I want to do is compliment them. I was like, okay, so that in itself, like it was good for me to understand where that came from and be like, oh, bless you. Like she was just acting out of herself, like, and her wounds. But I told her, I was like, mum, you may not realize, but that could actually, you don't know what people are going through. And let's say they are going through eating things or like they're not quite happy with their body and, and they notice that you go, oh, you look so much healthier. That, that just might tick them off in the right way. And she's so good at learning, like learning as she goes, do you know what I mean? And I think that's all we can ever ask for. I think sometimes we expect other people to just be perfect and be understanding fully. And it's not anyone's fault that people don't understand all the time. But you know what we can appreciate in a person is if there's growth, okay? So whether that's the boy you're talking to, whether that's your one of your friends, whether that's your mom, your dad, your sister, even if they've done something wrong to you in the past or whatnot, or something that really ticks you off, if you see them trying and if you see them growing and understanding and like, that's what we can appreciate. And I think the way that we can really learn about someone is knowing what they went through. I've picked fights with boyfriends in the past before without knowing that they had certain experiences that led to that. And I'm all superior thinking they were just wrong and like, oh, you shouldn't do that. And then it's until we have a later conversation about something and it's like, oh shit, no wonder that freaks you out. Or like, no wonder that overwhelms you. And then what's so lovely is that in the future, you can separate their avoidant behaviors or their overwhelmness, or maybe if they get at you a little bit or something and be like, ah, oh, nothing to do with me and everything to do with their past and their stuff. And then you can almost learn how to support that because at the end of the day, that's what we all want as humans. We want to be understood and we want to be supported. And I've really understood that communicating with others is supposed to be different. Instead of approaching everyone the same way that you think you would want to be approached or just approaching everyone in the same way in general, why don't we learn about other people and learn different ways and how to comfort them with their own needs? I think it can be quite like, not arrogant, but when someone says like, oh, I can't remember all the stuff that's, that triggers you. And it's like, well, I'm not saying you have to get a notebook and write everything down, but like, if we wanna have a relationship with anyone, friend, mom, boyfriend, please, I want to learn about each other. Like I want to know what ticks you off and I want you to know what ticks me off. And so, yes, you're going to have transferable communication skills because when you learn about one person, you probably learn a bit more about another person. But the great thing is, is that everyone is just so new and individual. And I say the great thing, it's actually quite a hard thing because sometimes we only have the skill set for certain types of people and then we get into contact with someone new and we're just like we have no idea and we use our old toolbox for basically like a new flat pack furniture do you know what I mean we just need different screws and we need different nails and so if we can make our mission like why don't we just learn how to love other people differently I think that in itself is quite beautiful and that's what I'm doing at the moment and then I think within that you actually learn a lot about yourself and I think everything that I say here is also about yourself. Like I'm not just talking about everyone else, like this is you as well. Like you're a child at heart and you've got your own needs and you need to be treated differently and whatnot. And I want you to learn about yourself because when you learn about yourself, you're able to separate when things tick you off from other people. I wanna to touch on soul contracts 
because it's kind of helped me reduce stress about people coming in and out of your life because in reality we can't control it and I guess my perceptions of soul contract is that the universe has already planned out who and when we're going to have relationships with people in terms of lovers friends colleagues everything and if we think about it like when I was like 15 and I went through my first proper heartbreak I was so upset because I thought this guy was going to be my husband <laughs> and that same goes for my second boyfriend at 16 and my third at 18 and now looking back it all makes sense like at the time we thought no this is it this is a husband or like this this is the person but we look back and it goes no I was supposed to date that person at 15 and I was supposed to date that guy at 16 and oh gosh that boyfriend at 18 yeah that was purely just supposed to be for them because they're teaching you such individual things and they're such an important part of your journey but I wouldn't stress about whether or not people are coming in and out of your life because the universe, I think, has got that kind of low-key planned. You know what I mean? And so if we can almost just come back to the present moment and do the things that we enjoy and be loving to people and whatnot and just let things unfold, I think that's a really great thing. And it's not easy at all. In fact, that was kind of what I've been going through therapy recently, especially in my last session. I was just like hyperventilating and I was like, brah, like, I don't know how to deal with this anymore. I, I don't know whether this person's going to be in and out, like, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, two things. Act out of love, right? Open your heart. And then also you have to just come back to your present and just let things unfold. And like, it is super hard, but things actually work when you kind of let things unfold and talking about opening up your heart I want to talk about the fact that you don't lose your power when you tell someone you like them I was generally telling my therapist like bruh if I tell someone that I like them or that I still have feelings for them I've lost all my power I'm no longer a bad bee I'm no longer the hype woman I am do you know what I mean and she was like yes you are and I was like no we had an argument <laughs> well not an argument but I was like no, if you tell someone you like them, you're giving them away your power. And she was like, no, you're being clear. So in fact, you've almost got the power because you're actually stepping in and you're being like, this is where I'm at. And I wanna be honest with you. And what happens is when you are honest, you will get honesty back. And I think when you do go into a hard conversation with let's say someone you like, or if it's one of those things and you're just honest with them and be like, I like you and whatever, the way that you're going to be able to calm yourself is not by expecting a yes, I love you too, or no, I don't love you and I want to be single. You're expecting clarity. That's what I want you to go in when you go into conversations with people like that. It, you can't, you can never know what someone else wants, but you can expect clarity. So, and the way you get that is not by going on a phone call and being like, hey, so I want you to tell me your feelings. I, I want to know what you feel. No, you tell them how you feel. I know it's fucking scary to be vulnerable and tell someone, but if you go, hey, look, like, I won't lie, kind of like you and um, just wondering where you're at. And yeah, like literally just being like clear with people allows people to be clear with you. Think about the amount of times that you've had like this crush on someone and it turns out their head wasn't even there. And so yes, it's vulnerable to go and be like, hey, I low-key like you. But if you have that clarity that like, they don't like you back and it's just not for them. Yes, you're gonna have to go through a mini heartbreak, but 
you've got that clarity and you can move forward right you can actually move forward from it i'm really trying to let love be the guide at the moment which is hard just because sometimes you know there's like societal expectations and then you've also got your friends you know and you just got those friends that are like so you're back with them or you're not like i think there's a lot of like societal things that come into it and i just want you to lead with your heart genuinely i think coming from an overthinker and my therapist regularly texts me saying get out of your head because i'll send her a voice note and i'll be like oh my god like i'm just thinking about this and i'm thinking about the future and what if this happens and what if this happens and she goes get out your fucking head and get in your heart and when we get back in our heart and we act from love that's where and you know act with love doesn't always mean like go back to the person but just like in general act with love and it could be towards yourself now with all of this being said i would highly recommend to do the therapy and that is because it releases and heal heals the wounds so that you can love from a more grounded place um yeah like the last months there's just been so much healing work i've done on myself and i think if i didn't have the therapy alongside what i was going through i would still not understand why i was like certain ways I would have no idea that I was almost this like anxious attachment that needed love. And when it didn't, it would freak out. I just thought the boy wasn't good at replying. I genuinely just put it on him. And I was like, no, like he doesn't do that. And he needs to do this. When really I realized, oh, I get freaked out when someone doesn't reply for a certain amount of time. Cause suddenly I think they don't like me. And that's not necessarily in a relationship. Like it's so funny because when I'm actually in a relationship, I'm like the most chilled person ever because I feel secure. So I'll go the whole day without replying. I'll be doing my own thing and whatnot. Um, when I'm in the middle ground phase, I am, I'm on rocky roads. <laughs> but yeah, the last thing that I wanna leave you with is that people come into our lives to teach us something. When something goes wrong or when we are going through a tough time, try to reflect back onto ourselves. What is this teaching me? And remind yourself, when things are hard, and this could be in any area of your life, tell yourself it's a growth period. When I had anxiety for like, I had anxiety like every day in January, I was just a mess. By the end of it, a friend told me like growth period. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's a growth period. I cannot wait. Like <laughs> that's what it is. We're either winning or we're growing. And remind yourself that everyone is coming into your life to reflect a part of you that potentially isn't healed yet, right? And so instead of being angry towards these people, or like being like, why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. What is this teaching me? What part of me is ready to heal? What part is to do the uncomfortable? Because also within this guys, the right thing is not always the easiest thing to do, okay? And sometimes sitting through those hard emotions is what we need to do. We don't need to suppress. That's when we get anxiety, guys. When something hard comes up and we suppress, it gets channeled into other things. Whereas sometimes when something hard happens, it's like, can you sit on your sofa and just let yourself cry for a bit? Let it out? Can we journal? Can we release it? And so I really hoped you kind of enjoyed this episode and just a little bit of a perception shift on not only the relationship with other people, but yourself and how individual we are and how unique and beautiful we all are, even though sometimes we have a few sharp edges and just approaching people with love going into this 2023. Um, 
if you enjoyed this podcast episode i would love if you could hit the review button on spotify or apple Podcasts. really appreciate it i also have a youtube channel so if you want to hear me chat more we got a whole channel on that a little bit more fitnessy but again a lot more mental health too i've also got my instagram and tiktoks everything's under anna Arch fitness and we have a podcast page called inside anna's mind podcast so i'm gonna leave you today and i'll see you guys next week um but i hope you're well and bye bye